On this episode of Survivor Angels, we welcome Tim Miley, a trauma survivor who was at the bottom and found his angels. Coming up next. Welcome to Survivor Angels, a unique approach to strengthen trauma survivors and anyone who struggles with what life throws at us. Here you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and gifts you've always had. And now here's Chaplain Jody to help you activate your angels. Welcome to Survivor Angels, everyone. I'm Chaplain Jody. My guest on this episode is Tim Miley. Tim is the founder of Fox City Paranormal Team and Potographs for Pooches, which we will hear a little bit more about shortly. Tim went through, as trauma survivors would say, a very dark time. And he came back from the edge with the help of a very special angel. So I'm going to be quiet and let him tell his story because it's quite a wonderful story. Tim, it's all yours. Take it away. Thank you, Jody. Um, I, I guess my my story begins when I'm eight years old. I mean, I have to go back that far. Um, at eight years old, my my dad was the custodian at my elementary school. Uh, he and my mom had recently split, and uh, <clears throat> I was was at the end of a day on April eighteenth, nineteen eighty four. It was about two forty five in the afternoon, and my principal knocked on my classroom door. I was in third grade at the time and asked for me and I, I was never a bad kid but uh i talked a lot which got, <laughs> me, which got me in trouble sometimes but n- never a bad kid just uh a little rambunctious and i think uh these days they would probably say i have adhd but uh so i, I didn't know what i had done and he asked me to come back to the office with him and uh, we got to the office and we sat there in silence uh, nobody spoke and, and after a few minutes, he looked at me and he said, is your mom picking you up from school today? And I said, yeah, she's probably at the side of the building right now. So we had moved to a, a neighboring town and I was still going to elementary school in Hilbert, Wisconsin, uh, for anybody that knows where that is. But um, he said, well, I'll walk you out to the car. And, and instantly I went into a panic because the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, my God, what did I do? Um, running through my mind and trying to figure out what I had done. Right. Um, he, he walked me out to the, to the car and helped me in and then went around to the side of the vehicle and, and uh, he said the words that changed my life forever. He said, uh, Julie, Ronnie's been in a horrible accident. Um, my dad was putting out the cones at the end of the day. Uh, it was a small town with a highway running through and the school was right on the highway. And that, at school time, uh, it was 15 miles an hour. Uh, but the, a construction vehicle had gone through at 35 miles an hour and hit my dad. Um, my dad ended up being in a coma for six and a half years. And at that age, you think your dad is invincible. Mm-hmm. And I, I held out hope that he was going to get better. And, and I used to bargain with God. Um, that if he just let my dad be better, that I would teach him everything he needed to know. Um, I would help him walk again. I would help him talk. Um, but it never happened. And at the age of 15, I was part of the decision to let my dad go. Uh, he had been in a coma for six and a half years, and and the, the doctors were 
were very straight up with us um, and said, we can keep him alive forever, but um, he's never going to be what he was. Uh, and he'll never, never fully come with us. And uh, that's really where my story begins. And, you know, at the age of 15, it, it either makes it either makes you grow up really quick or it sends you into a place where you just kind of hide from the world. And I, I did a little, little bit of both, I think. Okay. Um, fast forward to, you know, 2006, uh, because there wasn't a whole lot I accomplished uh, in my life in those 16 years. Um, 2006, I bought this home here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And I was instantly um, having to deal with the paranormal. Uh, at 31 years old, I'd never dealt with anything ghostly. Um, it was something that we just didn't talk about in the family. Mm-hmm. I moved into this house, and and within days, I had voices, and I had footsteps upstairs and bangs in the wall, full-blown arguments in my walk-in closet in my bedroom. Oh, wow. And uh, I thought I was going crazy. Now, when I, when I moved into this house, I was going through a lot of personal issues. Um, most of which are relationship related and things that had happened in my life. And, and, uh, honestly, at that point, I thought life was never going to get any better. So, uh, I was in a very dark place, a very dark place. But when I moved into this house, I had made my mind up that I wanted to get a dog. And, uh, I went and I looked online and I was looking for a yellow lab and I found a, a lab pit bull mix. And uh, he had been beaten in his home that he was in and rescued by the shelter. They'd gone in to get him. Um, the person that had him previous had tried to tear his tail off. Gosh. And uh, for his his entire life, he couldn't wag his tail. Um, if he got real excited, it would twitch a little bit. But um, But that was just something that we dealt with. They didn't want me to come and see him because it was a man that had done that to him and and they were worried that he wouldn't like me. And, sure. and uh, I tried to convince them that I was no normal man. Um, they finally allowed me to come visit him. And I remember it like it was yesterday. They sat me in a room and I got down on my knees. They went and they let Murray out of his kennel and he went the wrong way. Um, he went to the end of the hallway and they, uh, they turned him around and I called for him and this little puppy that wasn't supposed to want anything to do with me uh, broke into a full sprint and jumped into my arms. Nice. And uh, that was the start of a fantastic story. Right. Uh, about two months later, um, the depression and anxiety and all of that stuff got the best of me. And I, I sat in my, my bathroom and I went through a list of family and friends one by one and and came up with a reason why it would be better for them if I wasn't here. God. And as I was about to do the unthinkable, I felt something on my arm. And I looked down, and Murray had placed his chin on my arm and was looking up at me with the most beautiful brown eyes. And uh, I crumpled to the floor. And I held him for what seemed like forever. It was probably about an hour. And that moment changed my life. And we were no longer owner and dog. We were father and son. And uh, it was the most special 13 years. Um, I, I did a lot of educating myself when it, became, when it came to the paranormal field. 
and eventually started my own team, Fox City's Paranormal Team, uh, with uh, with an emphasis on residential cases, and we still do that. Uh, 300 cases later, over 15 years, it's a passion of mine. And the paranormal field and, and that passion opened up doors where I was allowed to speak at conferences and was given a table to sell whatever I wanted. And uh, the idea came to me that I want to start something that's going to mean something. I want to, I want to create something that's going to leave a legacy for Murray. I wanted people to know just how special he was and wanted to give him an opportunity to make a difference uh, to more than just me. So we started Potographs for Pooches in 2013, uh, officially on April 18th, 2013, uh, 29 years after my dad had been hit by a construction vehicle. I wanted to turn that day into a happy day. So uh, we started and the idea was let's take photos of Murray and I and and uh, Murray will potograph them. Uh, it's a play on the word of autograph. I don't take photos. A lot of people think it's photographs. Um, but uh, we had a stamp made of his paw. I still have it. And uh, we would stamp the photos and then I would personalize them. We'd sell them for $10. And the first event we did, we we sold one photo. We raised ten dollars. Uh, eventually, other events got behind it. Um, we would raise a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there, and then uh, Little Traverse Bay Parafest in Petoskey, Michigan, was the first um, paranormal conference that truly got behind the idea. And uh, thanks to John Cassidy and Jackie Cassidy. We raised a couple of hundred dollars that day and, and really got the word out in Michigan that, you know, this was a thing that was going to stay and the paranormal field wrapped its arms around it. Um, I was trying to do a, uh, a charity lecture at the elementary school uh, that my dad used to work at. I wanted to do a lecture there and I wanted to raise money. And the, the entire idea was let's raise some money and you guys kind of put a plaque up with my dad's name on it and, uh, you know, improve the building or whatever we needed to do with the money. Uh, but they would never get back to me. They didn't want to acknowledge my father. Um, to this day, they haven't acknowledged him and the sacrifice that he made that day. Um, so my friend John Cassidy from Little Traverse Bay Parafest knew how disappointed I was. And he said, well, let's just do a Potographs event over here. Potographs exclusive event. And all of the, the funds that we raised through tickets will go to the shelter. And I didn't know if we would be able to sell enough tickets. But we sold 56 tickets, which was too much for the venue. And uh, that day we raised $741. Nice. And, and I was on top of the world. You know, I, I, I had no expectations, but $741 to me was a big deal at the time. And uh, it just kept growing. Um, we would do a few events a year, and then we'd do one Potographs exclusive event, and the numbers kept going up. Uh, where eventually in 2019, we raised $11,000 at one event. And... 2020, right before COVID, we broke our record and, and raised $13,000 at one event. And, uh, you know, just a, a few short weeks away or ago um, in Wisconsin, we we raised enough money to go over $100,000 in total of funds raised and donated to shelters around the country in the last nine and a half years. And 
and I don't know if it's hit me yet. Um, I haven't had that complete breakdown yet. Uh, I'm expecting it um, just because it is a big number and, and it's a milestone, uh, but it's not my accomplishment. It's, it's Murray's accomplishment. Uh, it's his legacy. And we lost him three years ago. And uh, life forever changed that day. But we keep his memory alive. We keep his legacy alive. And when I took him to the vet um, that day, and uh, he passed away in my arms, uh, before he passed away, I told him, I said, you need to let me know that you're okay. Uh, you need to let me know that Grandpa has you. Um, and I kept telling my dad, I'm like, you got to go get my boy. Otherwise the deal is I'm coming to find him. I didn't, I didn't want him to be alone. And in my mind, if I didn't know he was okay, um, I wanted to be with him. So, uh, that next morning I woke up to some messages from mediums and every message started with, it's very important that you know that Murray's okay. And uh, he kept his end of the bargain. He kept his end of the deal. So here I am. I miss him like crazy. And uh, he's still my reason for living. Uh, for the 13 years, uh, my very existence was tied to him. Right. There was, uh, there was nothing that one of us did where the other one wasn't there most of the time. And he's still with me. Uh, he is my angel. Uh, as well as my father, but um, those are—I always tell people those are my dudes. Uh, I, I didn't get to—I didn't get to know my dad as well as I wanted to. Uh, I lost him in essence at eight years old, and and uh, I got cheated out of a lot with him. But uh, being in the paranormal field, my dad has actually helped on a few cases that we've done, and he's constantly leaving me messages. Nice. And uh, now I know he's got my boy and, and he'll take care of him for me until I can get there. And uh, I don't know when that is. Uh, a lot of people get scared when I say this, but um, I hope it's soon. You know, I, I, I'm not looking to die, but the, uh, the thought of being with Murray and my dad again is pretty appealing to me. And uh, I don't want people to be sad when that day comes because it'll be the greatest reunion that's ever happened. Right. Uh, and when I'm gone, just know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in that moment because I truly believe in my heart that uh, I'll be back with my boy and uh, life will be complete again. And uh, I'll still be here watching over things. And I expect that somebody will still do podographs events and, and who knows, maybe I'll come back at those and I'll talk through some of the mediums that are at the events. But um, I'm getting off track, but uh, I, I love him so much. I miss him so much. And and everything that uh, I've been able to accomplish since 2007 is because of him. Right. And, and that's why I say it's it's Murray's story. You know, I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the human that gets to tell the story. But at the end of the day, it's his story. Uh, because if he's not there, I'm not here either. There's no story to tell. Right. Yeah, you had, when, you know, you listen to your story, Tim, you had a lot of, how should I say it? Um, 
unhappy milestones. That's I, I'm going to use that word unhappy in that, you know, you had, you know, your folks divorce and then your dad's accident, which eventually led to his passing of which you were part of that decision. And at 15, I, I could not imagine what that must've been like. And so, as you said, that's sort of where your, your journey started then at that point. Did family friends ever realize what kind of a dark place you were in? No, I, I got real good at hiding it. Okay. Um, I, to this day, I mean, I, I'd be lying to people if I said I wasn't still in a dark place. Um, I know how to manage it better now. Okay. Uh, I know how to recognize it. And I know how to fight through a day that I wake up and my body hates me. Okay. Um, there are days I wake up and my brain just is awful to me. Um, but I recognize those days now and they're few and far between. But at that point, uh, excuse me. Um, at that point, you have to remember this is before I was on social media. Um, and I tend to tend to keep to myself. Um, so back in 2007, when I was going through that stuff, there were very few people that even knew I was bothered by it. Um, yeah, most of all, my mom, I, I don't think my mom had any idea until I, boy, I want to say I wrote about it in a book. Okay. And, uh, I think that's the first time that she, she got to read what I had gone through. Um, it was a, uh, it was a rough period in my life. But when when I go around and I speak at events, I can talk about this now, in front of a group of people, and and it's it's almost easy for me because I know that somebody there needs to hear it. Right. Um. So I fight through it, and I'm able to tell my story. Uh, but every time I tell it, I have to relive it, which is a little difficult. But, um. When it comes to one-on-one -on -one interaction, uh, especially at that time in my life, I don't know that I had the types of friends that I would talk about that stuff with anyway. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm racking my brain right now, but I mean, my, my, very, best, my very best friend in the world, uh, Todd Arnold, who helps me run Fox City's Paranormal Team, um, we talk about things. But I don't think we've ever really talked about where I was at at that point in my life. I, I didn't know Todd at the time. So, uh, but I don't think we've ever talked about that. I I mean, every time we're together, uh, we end every phone call. We end every conversation. We, have, we end every interaction with uh, I love you and a hug. Uh, so I don't have a better friend than that. And, and still, I have not opened up to him about truly how dark it was. Do you think that he's probably waiting for you to take that first step? I, I think it's unspoken at this point. Okay. I, I, I think he knows that if I wanted to talk about it, I would. Um, he knows the story. You know, obviously, we, we travel the country together and we, we spend a lot of time in, in, in dark homes together and looking for things that we can't see. Um, so there's no, there's no two friends that are closer, but, um, it's just, a. I think he also knows how much it takes out of me to tell the story. Um, when, when I go to, 
when I go to events and and I tell the story and then I, I talk with people during the weekend, I mean, I'm not kidding. It's Tuesday right now and I had an event on Saturday and I'm still recovering. Like exhausted emotionally, doesn't even begin to cover it. Um, but um, it's something that I have to do. You know, this past weekend I was in an event in Missouri and I told my story and this young lady, uh, the head of vendor table, uh, came up to me crying because she she related so much with what I had said. And uh, I don't want, like, I think she's like 15, 16 years old. It's hard to tell. I mean, but um, she came up to me crying and uh, I hugged her and just held her and she cried into my shoulder and, and uh, she told me, you know, I, I know that the stuff that I'm going through isn't as bad as the stuff you went through. And I said, everybody has their story and everybody's story is important to them. So don't minimize what you're going through. Right. And uh, I made a great friend that day and I told her that I would keep in touch. And, and we have, we've talked every other day here and just kind of given her encouraging words. And, and uh, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me doing this. Um, you know, even though I'm exhausted, I know that I made a difference in that person's life that weekend. And well, uh, for I me, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and that's really what we're here for is, is to help somebody else because we've been helped. And so it's like, it's like paying it back, you know, paying it forward, however you want to look at it. Um, do you think Tim that um, with all of the paranormal work that you have done, that, that has sort of made you feel more comfortable with death because like you say, you look for, not that you, you know, are looking to, to leave any of us here. Um, but you say you're looking forward to seeing Murray and your dad again. Um, and you hope it's sooner rather than later. But, but do you think the paranormal piece has played into your, your comfort level with that? I believe so. I think, uh, you know, even though we've been investigating the paranormal for 15 years and, and uh, we've experienced some things. I, I can't tell you what the other side is. I can just tell you that there is another side. Right. Um, I, I've experienced way too much to not believe that when we pass, we go somewhere. And um, somebody asked me a few weeks ago whether, whether or not I thought that uh, dogs uh, went to heaven or whatever next level, you know, people believe in. And, and I said, for my own sanity, I have to believe that they do. Uh, because that's that's been my whole life. I mean, my 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 whole life here the last three years is, you know, let's live a good life and help as many people and dogs as we can. And then my reward is I get to see my boy again. Right. Uh, if I didn't believe in that, then boy, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, but yeah, the paranormal field and my paranormal work has, has definitely um, eased my mind with death. Um, like I said, I, I know there's something. Um, and I don't think any of us really know what it is until we get there. Right. Did you say that you went over the $100,000 mark with your fundraising this year? We did. Uh, September 17th, we did an event in Ripon, Wisconsin, and raised uh, $5,484 and went over 100000 And uh, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't think it's hit me yet. Um, right. I fully expect at some point I'm just going to have a breakdown. Um, and I need that, but, uh, I can't force it. It's just, it's going to be organic and I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm hoping it's not at the grocery store, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's going to happen at some point and I'm just going to need some, 
some time to just be with myself and my thoughts. And uh, when I got home that weekend from everything and dropping people off at the airport, I did uh, I did hold Murray's urn in my arms and, uh, you know, told him that, that he did it. And uh, even then, I mean, there were a few tears, but nothing like I expected. So at some point, the uh, the waterworks are gonna are gonna go, but um, I'm just incredibly proud of what we've been able to do and and what Murray's been able to do from the other side and and just everybody that's helped us with this. I mean, it's this goes nowhere if the paranormal field didn't wrap its arms around it and not let it fail. And uh, I can't, you know, I I have to remind myself of that every day that that uh, you know without the support of the people that. You know, this doesn't exist, or it, it exists, but it exists at a much smaller level. So uh, just very thankful, very grateful. Right. Well, congratulations, Tim. I mean, the over 100,000 is, is a huge milestone. And I am going to send all of the angels in the arsenal uh, through my angel connection to be with you for that moment when, when it happens. We'll just put it that way. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show. And I hope that all of our listeners um, have been able to take something away from this that will help them with their struggles. Uh, we all have our own different struggles, but at the same time, we do come back to that center place of, of where we do need to have healing. And we, we all react and respond in different ways. So it was great to hear your story, Tim. I thank you ever so much. And you take care and God bless. Uh, God bless you too. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, Tim. This is Chaplain Jody, and this has been Survivor Angels. Thanks for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me and on Facebook at Survivor Angels, Chaplain Jody. Sound effects provided by Pixbay and created by Andre Opat. Until next time, activate your angels. Second version, three, two, one. Thanks for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me and on Facebook at Survivor Angels, Chaplain Jody. Sound effects provided by Pixbay and created by Andrea Pate. Until next time, activate your angels.